Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Luke chapter 1 focused mainly on the events leading to the birth of John the Baptist. As we begin chapter 2, the focus shifts to the birth of the Lord Jesus. Today on Drawing Near, we witness the events that led to Jesus being born in Bethlehem. So please take your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 2 as we study from Galilee to Bethlehem. As we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we come before you today humbly recognizing our great need of salvation. We are sinners and unable to save ourselves. As such, we are lost before you for all eternity. And yet you and your great love sent your Son Jesus into this world to redeem us, to reconcile us back to you, to bring about peace between you and humanity. And all those who put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. Father, we thank you for such a plan. We thank you for such a love. And we ask as we begin to study more intently the life of Jesus Christ, that you would help us to appreciate all that he did for our salvation and all that he represents of you. Because when we've seen Jesus, we've seen you, the Father. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study by reading Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Verse 1 says, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. These first five verses in Luke chapter 2 give us the background and the setting for the birth of Jesus Christ. We learn in verse 1 that a decree had gone out from the Roman Caesar Augustus. Rome was the great empire of the day, and they took in a vast area of population among all the inhabited earth. Literally, when it says all the inhabited earth, what Luke is really referring to is the Roman Empire, because Rome had extended a great way from the city of Rome to reach out and take over a lot of different people. Caesar Augustus decided that he wanted a census taken. The census was used for tax purposes, for military purposes, to regulate the building of roads and transportation to the populated areas. So the census was used for a variety of reasons. Most believe the primary reason for the census was to find out who was in the Roman Empire and to figure up their taxes so that the Roman Empire could collect the taxes from everyone who owed and use those taxes for Rome's purposes. We are further told in verse 2 that this census, this first census, which is fairly important because there were multiple census And this helps us to nail down a timeline for the birth of Jesus. This first census refers to an early census while Quirinius was governor in Syria. 
So we are told that Caesar Augustus is in power, Quirinius is governor over Syria, a Roman province, and so we have the historical setting, a timeline that places this time period around the turn of the millennia. Now we're used to the term, the turn of the century, but this was a turn of the millennia. Around this time period, we go from B.C. to A.D. And so there's some question as to the exact year of Jesus' birth, but we know this time period based on these historical references of Caesar Augustus and Quirinius, governor of Syria. And so we're told in verse 3, and everyone was on his way to register for the census. In other words, everyone in Israel was on the move. We don't know if everyone everywhere had to be on the move, but in Israel, you had to go to your ancestral home place. You had to travel back to the place that your family came from. And so everyone was on the move. All of Israel was moving and relocating for the purposes of this census, which gives us some indication of the power of Rome. If Rome spoke, you complied and did whatever was necessary, or the Roman military made you comply. In verse 4, Joseph also went up from Galilee from the city of Nazareth. Galilee is in the northern part of Israel, up around the Sea of Galilee, and there was a city up there called Nazareth. Eventually, Jesus will go back to Nazareth as a child. Joseph and Mary are from Nazareth, and so they're traveling from the northern part of Israel, from Galilee, from Nazareth, down to Judea, the southern part of Israel, where Jerusalem is. And in Judea, there's the city of David, a city called Bethlehem. And he has to go there because he was of the house and family of David. And this is very important for us because the Messiah is prophesied in Micah to come from Bethlehem. We are told about the prophecies in the Old Testament that he is a descendant of David, that he will inherit the throne of his father David forever. And so God is at work through Rome, through Syria, in Israel, to move this humble little couple, unknown to anyone except their family and and close friends, all the way from the northern part of Galilee down to Judea to Bethlehem. God is moving the world, and he is moving Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem. Why? Because that's where Jesus must be born. It's an amazing thing to think that God might have worked in Caesar's heart to give this census just to move Joseph and Mary down to Bethlehem so Jesus could fulfill prophecy. Whether God did that or these things just happened and God foretold it, we know that God is sovereign and he's in control of all of these things. And so they're on their way from Nazareth in the north to Bethlehem in the south, a journey of roughly about 90 miles, and they're on their way, according to verse 5, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. We have created many images of this journey in our modern day. We send Christmas cards with a picture of Joseph leading Mary sitting on a donkey as they're being led by a great star in the sky. We like the idea of a beautiful, quiet, humble birth for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But this was a grueling journey. We don't know how far along Mary was. We know that she's far enough along that she has left Elizabeth and Zacharias, that now she is with Joseph, who at one point had thought to put her away privately because she was expecting but the angel Gabriel said to go ahead and take her as his wife. 
We know that there are a lot of difficulties for any woman who is pregnant, but traveling in this sort of way in this day and time was very, very dangerous and very, very grueling. If you can imagine a man and his spouse with a baby on the way, walking out the front door of their home, and they don't have a car, they don't have a means of transportation, maybe they have a donkey, maybe they don't, and they're on their way south, going to travel 90 to 100 miles, there's no hotels on the way, you have to carry whatever you're traveling with, all of your clothes, all of your needs, your cooking supplies, etc., and you're basically going to camp in the wilderness along the journey, and you're expecting a baby, and the baby can come sometime fairly soon. You add to all of this that this is an arranged marriage, and the baby that's on the way is not the husband's baby. The woman claims to have talked to an angel. The man claims to have talked to an angel. The woman is supposed to be a virgin. And you put all of these things into this mix, and it is an amazing thing that God is doing in the lives of this humble couple. I doubt very seriously that Joseph and Mary ever thought of any moment in this whole journey as becoming a hallmark moment. They were struggling. They were working. They were just grinding out a life day by day, trying to learn about one another, to grow together as a couple, and praise the Lord they were trusting in God and just being led by His sovereign purposes and plan. We need to be very, very thankful for the way God uses humble people, lowly people, for His great and mighty purposes, especially in bringing a Savior into the world. And Father, we do give thanks to You for all of Your plans and purposes, all of Your mighty acts and deeds, all of Your words and counsel. But Father, chiefly among all of these things, we thank You that everything comes together in the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything leads up to his birth, to his death on the cross, his resurrection and ascension, and everything flows from that afterward. Eventually, Father, he will take the scroll from your hand, he will open the seven seals, and he will unleash your wrath upon unbelieving mankind. I pray, Father, that you would help us to be believing, to trust in you with all of our heart, and to worship you faithfully and to serve you faithfully. Guide us today to do just that. We ask these things in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and he will draw near to us.